Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! So Rangers are through to face PSV again next week at Ibrox. Peter Grant is here, Barry Ferguson. You said it was going to be tough. Rangers drew last night and they're through. Yeah, listen, European away games are always tough, Paul. Um, but I thought Rangers got the job done. First half, there was a few hairy moments, no doubt about that. Jack Butland pulled off a couple of brilliant saves. And then I think there was a few harsh words said at half-time, no doubt, with, with Michael Beal. And I thought the second half, they came out, they were more aggressive, they were on the front foot, and um, they certainly deserved to be into the, the next round. And this, this is going to be a cracker against a very, very strong PSV team. James Tavernier got the goal that counted for Rangers. What would you say to people who've criticised him year after year? Well, he, he, he comes up with big moments, yeah. Paul. He, he might not be having the best game, but one thing that I, I've got to defend James Tavernier on, he, he never hides. He keeps going. and um, It was a great ball in from Borna Barisic and Tavernier coming in at the back post with a, a brilliant header um, to get that, that equaliser. So he scored at the right time. And um, the, the most important thing is, Paul, what I say is right at the start of the show, it was a job done. They've made themselves a few million pounds and now they need to focus on the games ahead. And the next game against PSV, I watched them last week against Strum Graz and um, they're a quality outfit. So Rangers really need to be on their metal if they want to progress into the, the group stages of the Champions League. Peter, it's a step up, isn't it, against the Dutch Giants next week who are already saying they're out to get revenge. I see they went on X or Twitter last night saying that. Time for revenge. <laughs> I can see it to talk, Paul. We've all yeah. done that before and we've all seen it before. But the one thing I would say is I think that you can get at their back line. I think their front, forwards and middle to front is very strong. Uh, they can cause you problems. They've got two good wide players who are very attack-minded but with good quality. You know, they've got De Jong through the middle who I felt when he went off in the game last year, I thought that was a big help to Rangers, I must admit, because he's a handful. Of lo- I know he got a lot of criticism, but for the type of player he is, he's a leader of that group. And as I say, from middle to front, I think they're a strong side, but I definitely think you can get at them defensively. And Barry, there's a young player they've got on loan, Malik Tillman. It's funny old yeah, game football, like? isn't it? Good? Yeah, he is, certainly <laughs> is. Um, it's funny game, isn't it? Football, he's only just left weeks ago, but he's coming back. Yeah, it's a weird old game, yeah. the, the, the game of football. Um, listen, he's he's a quality young player. You've you seen um, parts of that last season, certainly when he, he was in a Rangers strip, moments of quality. I think PSV have done really well to get him, but... They've got other players, Paul, as I said. Um, Granty mentioned the experience De Jong through the middle. They've got the two wide players, as Granty said as well. Bakayoko, who is lightning quick in, in the, the right-hand side. He likes to come inside in his left foot. And then you've got Lang in the, the left side, who's a bundle of tricks. So it will be tough, but they're beatable, PSV. Rangers showed it last season. Um, but I'm sure Michael Beale will want a bit more improvement over the, the coming days to make sure the they do the, the job and get into that, that group stages. What about Danilo's sitter? And it was. It's easy to say it when you're here in a studio. Mm-hmm. But Barry, was it a Van Vossen? 
No, listen, you expect centre forwards, number nines, um, to, to put them in the back of the net, no doubt. And when you're a number nine, you want to start hitting the back of the net because that, that gives you the confidence. So, yeah, he'll be disappointed. Nine times out of ten, he puts that in the back of the net. He's, he's misjudged it. It's a bad miss, but you need to move on. One thing I will say about him, he never had the best of games, but tell you what, he, he worked hard for the team. So that's a, that's a positive. But as new forwards coming into the club, um, I know they've scored a goal apiece. They want to start scoring on a, a regular um, basis so they can they can get that confidence. And Peter, what about Sifuentes? We've seen him now twice. You're a midfield player, different kind of player, but he's impressive, no, isn't I've he? I've been impressed yeah. with him. You know, he's got good energy. I mean, you'd be up to speed because he's been playing, which is important. And you can see that. And listen, we've got to say that about the Rangers team. They've not been playing at that standard of games, even though you've been trying to do that in pre-season. You're trying to get a fitness as well. It's completely different. So these games are helping them getting fitter and fitter. But Sifuentes put a fantastic ball in. I think he's, it was nowhere near a Van Velsen. Let's get be sure on that. I think the ball's come across. I'm not sure if he's a left foot or a right foot, but he, he played it like a left foot. It wasn't a natural left foot, and he's tried to concentrate and guide the ball down. Yes, it's a big chance, but it's not a, a glaring miss. As I say, it was a fantastic ball. And the thing for me is, I still think they don't think they've got the balance right. You know, I, I genuinely think that you've seen that in the first half. You know, when you're playing Canwell, whether you're playing a diamond or whether you're playing for the left, playing the two behind one. If it's not a natural position for them, and I, you're talking about Tillman, I feel that was a problem for him last year. He ended up doing job, jobs defensively. You know, you've got Raskin out on the left-hand side as you did in the first half. You know, in the right side, they played two wide guys and they just kept running up and down that side because Cantwell wants to get in and get involved in the game. So any time you lose the ball, the space is out in that position. And we spoke about it in yep. pre-season. So I'm sure it's something you have to... Because if you're playing against... Um, PSV next week and we're talking about the two wide players being exceptionally good you know and direct you'll be needing people that can help your fullbacks in that area so their areas you will get exposed against the better teams and that's where you've got to be very careful and that's hopefully Rangers will learn that from the fact taking through this leg they make sure that they're not in that position next week because I don't think they'll be so lucky with the chances they gave up Rangers fans call now 0808 17 17 700 you can speak to the legendary captain of Rangers Barry Ferguson and the legendary Celtic player Peter Grant is with us with me Paul Cooney and it's a £4.3 million game last night but it's yeah. it could be the doorway Barry to £20, £30 million yeah that, that's also important that, that that's money that's needed at the club so they, they had to make sure they, they got that um, but as I said always going away from home in Europe Paul it's always difficult I mean I've had past experience when, <laughs> when you go into games and you don't know too much about them and, and they do surprise you because to be fair to Servette they had some really good players dangerous players um, so it was all about making sure they navigated their way through this this round and make sure they get into the big one next week which um, can hopefully generate what is it 20-25 million pounds mm -hmm. so I think the Rangers players know how important um, the double header with PSV is going to be Peter Grant, I'm just showing there a picture. It's not officially from Celtic, but it's on some of the Celtic fans' accounts. Welcome to Celtic, Gustav Lagerbielka, there in the Celtic strip. So it looks as though he's there this afternoon. We knew he was over for the medical. The deal's just about done. What kind of player are Celtic buying? I don't really know much about him, Paul. I'll be telling the lies. You know, I think, obviously, Brendan's looked at him and he's come in because the scouting network in the background have been doing all the work. Brendan have looked at him and probably rubber-stamped it. I think that's important. He obviously realises, I mean, I've been Narowski, Naravsky, mm -hmm. whatever you call Navrowski, it, Navrowski. Yep. I thought he's done very well, he uses the ball very well. 
you know, he's a young man for a young man. He knows his positional play is good. So I think Brendan will be looking at all that. Does that suit the way he's going to play going forward? You know, and he's rubber stamped it. So I think that's important because you do need strength and depth throughout the group. We always spoke about that last last year. We always felt Celtic were the strongest group of players. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. never mind the first 11. The next 11 were all strong as well. We're always fit. You see this time, now there were a couple of injuries. You know, and it just all of a sudden it becomes a wee bit, oh, we need extra bodies and whatever. And I think Brendan always knew that. And I think he was willing to give people enough time you know, to get an opportunity to assess the boys that was there and say, right, okay, they're going to go forward with me or they're maybe just going to be a bit parts and if I can replace them with better quality. And that's obviously what he's assessing at this moment in time and obviously he's seen that and he's rubber-stamped with the, the work that the guys have done in the background. Celtic also looking to extend the contracts of Rio Hatate and Leal Abada. That's no surprise. But what's the message behind that? Peter, I think it's think? so important, you know, because you want your best players to extend it. And I, I think Barry and myself and yourself were talking about it off here. You were, you were sitting saying, well, Celtic have done that exceptionally well. They'll find out if the boys want to stay here, want to be here, and if they are, they'll get that extension. If they don't want to be here, right, OK, we'll move you on quickly because we want to make that financial, not being into that last year of your contract, which we're earning nothing from sure. you, and Celtic will move them on. I'm hoping both stay for sure. You know, I re- I'm a real fan of Abada. I must admit, I like Hatati, of yeah. course, but I'm a real fan of Abada. As a young man, I, thought, I think he plays that position really well. And for a wide player, we're talking in the box to score goals. He's work ethic to get at that back post, you know, and he's a very good finisher for a young man. And I think he would only get better because Brendan loves his wingers, as you know, sure. and, and he likes to play that way. And I think it's so important in the modern day game, he having that balance. And I've been really impressed with him. And he missed a lot of last season, but still, his numbers were still very good. Barry, you like both players? Yeah, they're, they're very good players, no doubt about it, and I think they're important players uh, for Celtic. But I, I think Celtic are clear on if players don't want to extend, Celtic will do business and try and move them on and bring in replacements. Um, I think they're going into the final two years of their contract, both players, and I think that's a good way to operate, Paul. What do you think of Daniel Podence, the Wolves player? Scored was it nine, twelve goals last season? Wasn't in the squad pre-season or at the weekend. For Wolves. Again, he's another player that I've only seen glimpses of, Paul. Um, but listen, he's, he's played in the Premier League. Um, he's obviously, um, he can play at a high level. So I'm sure over the next few weeks, Celtic will be um, linked with so many players. And um, as I said, I, I still think that Celtic um, will bring in two or three more players to, to boost their squad. Six goals last season, Peter. But then, yeah. I really like him, Paul, but I've seen him. He's been very attack-minded, obviously, but great power. He's got fantastic legs. He puts me in mind of a guy I used to work with, actually, Rebrov, Sergio Rebrov. Can you remember wow. him? What a well, player. Well, he puts yeah. me in mind of him. Yeah. That's what he put me in mind wow. of. But Sergio was more of a striker in about that 10 position. But he could play off the side of the pitch as well, where Pedence mostly plays. But listen, I've seen him some fantastic games in the Premier League and a player of that quality. I'm surprised, you know, that he's getting linked to moving up here because I don't know what his finances would be to Wolves and whatever and how much it would cost you. Maybe a loan deal would be the best way to look at that one and see how it works out. But listen, there's no doubt about his quality and he can score a goal as well. They're saying they would want 12 million. Depends who's in. But would Celtic stretch to 10 million? Could you see them going 10 or 11 million? Yeah, well, yeah, again, because the business plan is 
been excellent. Yep. You know, they got money obviously for Jota that they probably didn't expect or didn't probably want the, the offer. Yep. But once you get an offer like that, you can knock it back. You're just back from the Middle East, aren't you? Yeah, had a fantastic time overseeing Doc, over there, big Doc Ian McGuinness. You know, he's a fantastic man. Great entertainment. He tunes in, doesn't he? Uh, great yeah. entertainment. No, he was different class and he was a great host. Great, uh, fantastic host. He's a, he looks after you all, Barry, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, yeah. He's one of the most busiest guys I know, to be honest with you. But no, listen. First and foremost, brilliant doctor. He knows his stuff and he's very helpful for me throughout my career and also with, with my my boys and same way with Granny's boys. Anything you need, he's in the other end of the phone and he'll do whatever he can to try and try and help you. Right. But just trying to trying to get me to buy a drink a night. That's <laughs> a bit tough. I don't think that would be put a problem. Put his phone down for five minutes and then be quite happy. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be quite happy if he put his phone down for five minutes. But I know, we get the odd message there from <laughs> Qatar, from the doc. Uh, can he help Hatati? We're waiting to see if Hatati's going to be out for a number of weeks and will he be back in time for September the 3rd? That's been reported in the Daily Mail that you know he might be, the injury he's got. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, Hatati's a terrific player and I think it's one of these ones you know you need them all available and we talk about pre-season is so important and it, it's not injuries they can't be prevented for whatever reason you know you're, you're working really hard you work completely different you're playing games on top of it trying to get that fitness you're travelling the world nowadays we used to be going to Sweden or whatever now you're travelling the world so there's a lot of things going on and, he's got, and then they've got to get a bit of downtime and they're going back to see their family so it's travel, travel, travel so all these things catch up with you and then trying to play games of football and that's why we're saying Listen, you're talking about Kevin De Bruyne out for four months and Guardiola's going to admit the top players are playing too many games and there's there's not enough space in between the games. And it's something we may have to look at, but these guys are, people say they're well paid, but it doesn't stop you getting bad injuries. And unfortunately, you've seen it in the last few weeks. I think there was five on Saturday, it was the ACLs. Yeah. I've never known anything like that. You know, it's quite incredible, actually. And the top games. So it just shows you how many games and how highly strong these boys are. Celtic fans, Lagabilka is in town. We're looking for it to come out any moment. What are you thinking then about the season? Top of the table so far and still, what, over a month before you go into the Champions League proper? Rangers just, well, 180 minutes or 120 minutes these days, 130 minutes yeah. away from the Champions League. But it's a big if. It's PSV next week. Rangers fans, what are you thinking? Celtic fans, what do you reckon? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Barry, where do you stand? And I see PSV are getting um, the league game called off again. I think it happened last year as well, as well for them, but Rangers won. So one of their games is being rested so that they don't have to play that, too many weekend. games. Yep, it's saying it's coming soon. Rest to reschedule the league fixture following the first leg, so the following week. Mm. So it's the yeah a week this weekend, not this weekend, the following weekend. Yeah, the, as you mentioned there, that happened the, the, the previous game and it never made a difference because Rangers Rangers went through um, but in terms of like the game see the game at the weekend for instance in the cup against Morton I think you'll see probably 11 changes as many team. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. but I think he, he will because um, if you look at the size of the Rangers squad there's still guys like uh, Sterling who I thought done pretty well when he came on last night like when he came on yep. right back um, Balligan centre half alongside off the top of my head Leon King who's not played yep. a lot of football yep. Young Devine might come in and play left back then you've got Dow you've got Lundstrom Roof Kemal Roof yep you've got Dessers who never started the game so th- these names that I'm saying that's still a, a, a strong well, you look Rangers at Hadji. team Hadji as well Hadji. there's yeah. Hadji so I could see them there being 
um, 11 changes for the game and because um, these guys who have played the vast majority of games have played a lot of football over the last couple of weeks mm. and sometimes when you take a wee step out just let the, the legs recover and get back to full training on the Monday making sure you're mentally and physically prepared for the You, you wouldn't have been able game. to say that last year Baz you know you wouldn't have been able to say no. that with the amount of changes that was getting made you know yep. so you can say that Rangers are in a stronger position because of that you know like so Lundstrom didn't play all these guys so if they're, if they're fully fit you know whether you're selling them or not you know it gives them an opportunity to play yep. matches and let other people see them if they want to buy them but the other boys but it also lets you know Rangers have got a stronger group of players mm-hmm. okay I think they're top heavy up the top end of the pitch I've got a lot of players up there where there's not a lot they can do the middle mm-hmm. back the way I don't think I still think there can be improvement there but it's getting the balance of that system is that someone else maker looks at it again and saying well I need to get this right because you get into the big games you get one or two chances but you don't get away with it all the time sure. and I still think uh, like say Cantwell and I'll not want to play that position Tillman you could see didn't want to really do that last year because they're predominantly more guys that's going to help out in attack creative you, know, yep. and creative. And yep. you don't want to take that strength away from them you know, so try to get that balance right. And I can see what he's trying to do. Listen, we're talking about he's, he's his blueprint to Liverpool, sort of what they tried to do. Well, you're saying last night you had one full back cross and the other one scoring. So that's what Liverpool done quite a lot of. So yeah. he would say that would work, you of know course. what I mean? Yeah. But I think the balance with the front three has given a hell of a lot of work for your inside midfield players. And I can tell us there's been central midfield players who wouldn't like to be doing the role that Raskin's got to leave that middle of the pitch and get, get away and chase it right mm. back. That wouldn't be for us. <laughs> you know, like Raskin. So do you, Barry? <laughs> yeah, don't you, Raskin? Does yeah. a power work? Yeah, he, he, listen, he's a he's a good player. There's no doubt about it. He's clearly um, impressed since he's come in. Um, and I thought the second half he was really strong. I, I thought he was good um, alongside uh, Cantwell. I thought Barisic, who's come in for a fair bit of criticism over the last couple of weeks, I thought he looked really good last night. And um, obviously, Butland, was we says, but. I just thought in general terms it was just important and I think this will give this group of players a confidence boost getting through against PSV and naturally when you come up against stronger and better opponents you tend to lift your game even more than obviously with PSV coming in and saying things on is it on social media yeah, uh-huh. yeah get that up on the board and get exactly, them wound yeah. up <laughs> and making sure they, they put PSV out again Again, that's what I would be doing time for revenge 0808 17 17 700 want to ask both of you Jack's been on Rangers would love to be straight into the Champions League but will they take something from these tough games they're not a great team last night Servette but they're a good team will it help them thinking about September the 3rd in the fact that they're playing better opposition than they would normally meet in Scotland will it help yep will well, it help generally them generally if you come up against better position, uh, opposition and you have a number of games it does generally help because it's a new team and he's trying to knit them together as quickly as possible and it's never going to be 100% perfect you could see that in the games there's some parts of the game you're like that great and then other parts that'll go back to Sunday uh, sorry Saturday against Livingston the first 20 minutes 25 minutes I thought they were really good energetic and then that middle part of the game they come off it a wee bit he makes his substitutions it fires them up again so Listen, it's a work in progress, but again up here, I keep saying it, you don't get much time because people are are expecting them to hit the ground running as quickly as possible, but coming up against better opposition will certainly help them going forward. Peter, from a Celtic point of view, Jack's asking as well, uh, Aberdeen, that was quite tough at the weekend, but they played really well. Are they going to get the kind of test that they will need before they play Rangers and before they go into the Champions League? 
Listen, when you're playing for Celtic or Rangers, everything's in the test pole. Not, not just physically on the pitch and the games you're coming up against, mentally, because you've gone into every game, you have to win. You have to play well. And if you drop below even winning, you know, is not enough because the standards has got to be kept. You're playing under that pressure. Barry's saying you've got to learn while winning. Up here, that, that's the difference. And if your Rangers were to get knocked out for last night, for instance, it'd have been a total disaster for them and the criticism that have come with it. Mm. Then and you're trying to build a team and bring players in, and that's why I've spoke about the cup competition before the league starts. We're putting and the, the lower level where managers don't have the money to go out and spend yeah. on players. They're trying to build a team because if they don't do well in the league cup, they're getting criticism for it. Yeah. You know they want to lose their jobs and whatever. And we've seen it at the, even at the start of this season. So we sell taking Rangers take it tenfold. You know, so you're trying to learn, but they're getting game legs. That's important. For Celtic, that was a real big result going to Petodre at the weekend because we told, we said spoke about it the week before how Barry's teams were going to be a competitive, aggressive, and they played. And they, they played in their strengths, you know. They played in their strengths and made it difficult. But I thought Celtic, as I say, it was a fantastic result, especially going there early in the season. You know, when when you're learning as well, it's a new manager. You know, who's getting to know his players? Okay, some of the players have been there for a while now, but Brendan's only had three of them, and I think maybe it was only one started was Callum for the last time he was there. So all these things are a learning thing. Who can handle that? Who can handle that pressure of going and being after winning a treble? Can you go and do it again? Because that, that's the standard that's set. And you've got to do that in every single match you're asked to play in. Can you handle Peter Grant? And do you know Barry what? I, I was thinking yeah. at half-time last night. What? Could that handle coming in here? <laughs> <laughs> when you, yeah, if, yeah, that, that's when they it. scored. <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I'll yeah. be honest with you. Watching the game, I, I was worried in the first half. There was no doubt in... I'm thinking to myself, I wonder what's going on in that dressing room and I heard mm-hmm. Michael Beale's interview with Rangers TV and he says there was a few choice words said and sometimes you've got to, that, that's got to happen and certainly they came out in the second half and that was much better, that was a, a team that was determined to get into the, the next round against PSV. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! Barry Ferguson smiling. He's just been at the hygienist. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she was a Rangers fan, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll make a question. My gums are killing me. <laughs> I did think about you last night. I thought, well, when they scored the first, yeah. if they got a second, I thought, right, tomorrow night, it, it would have been a pile on, wouldn't it? The Rangers fans would have yeah, been. Yeah, there were stages. I, I've got to be honest with you. I, I was worried. Um, and then at halftime, you're thinking, right, is this going to be is there something going to happen and certainly there was there was a difference there's no doubt in my mind about it Um, and as I said you've got to remember Granny's the same we've we've played in European games away from home and whether people saying they're only a good team and I get that they're not a top top team Servette but you've still got to get the job done and certainly Rangers showed um, that there was a bit of aggression in them there was a bit of determination in them to make sure they they, they get through it the, the next round Here's a Rangers fan on the line. Paul, good evening. Uh, evening, Paul. Um, thanks for letting me on. I um, just wanted to share my thoughts about the game uh, last night. I think yeah. it was... There's no easy game in Europe, to be honest. I mean, nope. regardless of where Surfe are at, I went to the, the first leg. So my point was, I think, delighted overall we're through. I'll be honest with you. I, I, I expect us to beat PSV. I don't know about this time around. I think the guy, Peter Boss, I think, is the manager over there. Uh, that guy's got a bit of pedigree. Um, I know he's been sat for a couple of clubs, but he's, I think he took Bayer Leverkusen through 2018 or something like that when we played them. 
So I think PSV are a different animal this time, but I'll be honest with you, I think we've punched a buffer weight over the years uh, since Gerard came to Ibrox to be honest and amazing. So I feel we've had amazing journeys throughout Europe. So why not again then, Paul? Why not next week? I, I, I know that sounds listen, I want to win every game. If Rangers sure. made twenty wins I'd want to win that, right? But I just think I wouldn't be it's disheartened. We've got five million pounds for that game. My my focus is I want to win everything. I, I do I want to win everything, but my priority is taking the lead to away from Celtic with guaranteed do you know I mean Barry what would you say to that then so he's obviously he wants to win the game but he's saying look it shows you how huge last night was for Rangers to get to get to the next leg yeah and I've got to be respectful because I've watched PSV now in in a couple of occasions and and they are a very very good team you're coming up against a a, a European class opposition that's the way I, I, I would put it is it going to be difficult of course it is but Rangers have got to go in with the, the, the mindset is that they've got to try their utmost to get into that, that Champions League. Now, I, I'm not saying Rangers are a Champions League team and they're going to go and get through the group. And like, I'm just thinking about the finances and going forward as a club. I think it would help them hugely. Um, so the question is what are you asking me, Champions League or League title? No, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm asking now. I'm taking the League title all day long. Rather than the forty million in the Champions League, yeah, I'm taking a yep. league title. 100%. The Rangers, the, the Rangers yeah. board will not be happy with that, <laughs> but I'm taking the league title. One hundred percent. It's what you do at home is the most important thing. Europe's a bonus mm. for Celtic and Rangers, no matter what, because you see the finances that's going on nowadays. It's way beyond. Yes. And Rangers' remarkable run a few years back was incredible, and, and you've got to give credit, great credit for that with some fantastic performances. But we spoke about it last year, you know, with the big games coming to Glasgow yeah. uh, and the Wednesday night, it was brilliant. You know, Real Madrid one night, X, Y, and Z, Liverpool the next. Liverpool. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but he's right. But I'm a wee bit different with PSV. I think they're good for middle to front. I'm not so sure at the back. Right. I think there's chances there. They're uh, beatable. I, I, I and you've got to remember, you're not playing names all the time. You just, when you see PSV, it's no PSV all the superstars yeah. they lost a few players as well Rangers have got some new boys in they're more than capable of getting a result they'll not be looking forward to coming to Glasgow vice versa and you know how difficult they can make it be but if you're saying the choice over the piece of sure I'm absolutely sure Rangers if you asked all the Rangers fans they'd be saying they would take grabbing the title away from Celtic that's, that's what they would desperately want to do but my first question I, I have no theory coming up against PSV Absolutely. I'm just being respectful good. I've watched sure. them they're a very good team there's no doubt in my mind about that they've got dangerous dangerous players that can hurt you but on the flip side of that I think Rangers have as well so go and give it your best shot and see where it where it takes you and hopefully where it takes you is into the Champions League group, group stage if that doesn't happen you're into Europa League and then you're obviously your focus um, goes on to obviously domestically and, but that, that's your focus for the first day of pre-season when you're sitting in that team meeting up the top of the board number one priority is league title yeah you could, you could good. have both you yeah, could of course. Well, the title you, you, you always yeah. have to be greedy of course you've got to want to write yeah. everything because it's great I mean, you've, you've got, got to write first you've got to write first all Love, the time Liverpool Napoli Ajax yeah. all these big teams coming to Ibrox it's brilliant it's great it's what the fans want to see you want to see the best players the best coaches the best managers but ultimately your bread and butter is 
taking the title back off Celtic. That's got to be your number one priority. Because that gets you without the games that you've got to play just now, remember. So all of a sudden you get straight in to the Champions League as Celtic are doing. And that's vital. And that's why it's so important you, you win your own. Because then you don't know when you get into the league setup. The one thing I would take for Celtic last year we were under Ange was the fact that they tried to have a go in every game. I know they ended up getting turned over in some mm. games and they were unfortunate in other games. But they tried to have a go and I think that's what you've got to use it for. Because if you're going to beat a team made Modric and Cruises and all that, you have mm. to be playing exceptionally well because you know you've not got the talent of them. But you have to be an exceptional team. Not an individual, because you don't have the individuals like them, but so you've got to have been an exceptional team. That's when your support and everything come into it. So to get into that position without all these games and playing PSV and Servette with a sweat on all the time, you have to win your league. And then that takes that all away from you. I'm going to be greedy. I want Champions League status. <laughs> I want the league title. Yeah. I want the League Cup and Absolutely. the Scottish Cup as well. There you go. Of course. I mean, pleased to hear, Paul, that the manager gave them pelters at, at half time. Michael Beale. He said on Rangers TV that what were the words, Barry? That yeah, there was a few choice words. Choice words. And sometimes yeah. you've got to do that. I still think there's a place for that. Um, when players, uh, when you need to get them up, they had to realise that they had to come out and give a, a different 45 minutes. And I, I thought it was much better. That's what you want to see for Michael Beale's Rangers team. And I think he was, he was more happy with that. Paul, do you feel more positive about the next couple of weeks with PSV after hearing Barry and Peter? Aye, no, listen, brilliant, brilliant feedback. Um, I guess another wee point I just want to ask. Yeah. So Barry and Peter being professionals and whatnot. Might sound daft, but I've, I've picked up on a few games. I was at the first leg, as I said, I was down at the, the, the southeastern coast. I was down, Barry. So I'll tell you, half an year, and I've been on here before, and yep. I've, I've kind of been hard on him. He was getting. I'm telling you, he was getting absolutely roasted by the section I was sitting in. So this is not just coming from me, right? I'll tell you what was frustrating. The guys were echoing what I was thinking. He's got, he was running over for the other side of the pitch to take a throw-in. And I'm like, can we not speed the game up? We're trying to, we're, we're down to 10 men. Hammer them. And what was frustrating the life out of there was, he ran over for the other end of the pitch to take a throw-in. He would throw it in. We lost it within about the first touch. Well, 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 why did why did people have to take a set throw-in? What's the purpose of that? I think you made a good point. Because if you watched the game last night, Paul, I don't know if you see right away as, as the game started, Rangers got a throw-in and, and the camera panned on to Michael Beale just after it. And he was sort of saying, we've just given the ball away. He was, he was actually doing the throw-in and, and showing you what he was talking to his coach, whatever he was talking about. So it's something they must have worked on. You know, so there's a small detail comes to, into all that. And we that's what I'm saying is, Supporters and that we probably don't understand that at times because the manager's done a tactic and the players carrying out the tactic that the manager's asked them. You know, and I understand what you're saying, they're a man down and whatever, but sometimes it can become too hurry, scurry, if you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say. You look at the first leg, I think the keeper, had, had, he was either in great positional, every ball that got struck at him was right down his throat and he had a couple of great saves. If Rangers end up winning three or four, you say, well, the chances of go that could have happened. And that's football, unfortunately, yeah. you know. But I think you've sometimes got to... I looked at Michael Beale last night, as I said, the first throw was given away and he wasn't happy at all. So it's obviously something tactically Tactical. that he's yeah. asked to go and do that for. And that's what I'm saying. Supporters sometimes criticise players but they're only doing the job that mm. the manager has asked them. However, Paul, who scored for Rangers last night? <laughs> <laughs> My mate was laughing at me, he went, 
Mother mate texted me, they went, exactly. what were you saying earlier? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> James Tavernier. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird what Paul's saying. At half time, um, older son, I was sitting watching the game with him, and he was saying that um, Tavernier's getting absolute dogs abuse pelters on uh, on social media because I'm not on social media I'm the same as you Granny I'm, <laughs> I forget that I, I, I don't think it would be good for me to be honest with you but it's, it does come in sometimes when you, you've got that armband they, they have a go at you more often than, than not but I, I, I've got to be honest with you I, he does well for me he does and when he's having difficult games or having tough moments within a game he generally does come up with the answer and he I did think that Barry, last I night. think Barry we've always said I've, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a critic on the other side of it because I think you've got to remember you're a better defender first and yeah, I think sure. that's the yeah. biggest problem in big games he's been caught out mm-hmm. at the back but, post and he's not defended the back post exceptionally well but, his numbers going forward yeah. there'll be no right back in world football mm-hmm. probably he's called as the amount of goals yeah, and whatever he's done yeah and he was brave last night with that. Yeah, wasn't absolutely, he? absolutely. The header. He was yeah. brave. Yeah, Paul, he did. Yeah. Listen, he's one of the best at doing that. Yeah. Coming in at the back post. I mean, I didn't mean I think if you go back over the years, the amount of goals he scored for that error. I get it. I get number one, when you're put in at a right back, first and foremost, you've got to make sure you defend. And it's not one of his strongest yeah. attributes, but going forward, um, he does some brilliant things for Rangers, there's no doubt about it. And I would say that about Barisic mm. on the left side. Going forward, he whips in an unbelievable ball at times. One of the best deliveries in Scotland. But defensively, he gets caught out sometimes. Steve McGinn called it right last night mm. on here. He said it's going to be a draw. And the scorer for eight, he said 1-1 and it would be James Tavernier. Paul, your mm. final point. Aye, thanks for the yeah. back in, Paul. Um, aye, two wee points just to say very quickly. Said um, one. Sterling just behind Tavernier pushed Tavernier for a yeah, bit more okay. and my last point just to finish yeah. off with Barry Barry in my eyes you were a fantastic captain I don't think I won't be disrespectful to Tavernier but I think we need somebody in your mould to be the next Rangers captain and one name I've got is Nicholas Raskin I thought he had an outstanding game last night OK Barry what would you say? Yeah he's one of yeah. my favourites Paul I've got to be honest with you since they brought him in in, in January um, it took him a, um, a few weeks to go up to speed mm. which is a natural thing that happens but I do like him. I do. I, I think he's he's a good footballer, no doubt about it. He wants the ball all the time. He takes up great wee angles. His first thought is always, can I play that ball forward? And he's got a wee bit of aggression in him as well, which I like. Paul wants to make him captain now, though. I, I, yeah, in time, I think he could be. Um, but my only worry is if Raskin keeps producing very good performances, I think Rangers could struggle to keep a hold of him. I think it'll be the same way Sifuentes as well. I don't know what Paul thinks, but I've only seen him now as a couple of oh, games. I think I think Rangers have got a are yeah. going to have, should I say, a top midfield in their hands because again, um, he looks if he can handle the physical side of the game, yeah. but also on the ball, I like him. He wants it. He's not scared to make a mistake. And always what I like watching midfielders is. If they do give the ball away, how quickly do they want it back? And the two players that I've just mentioned want it back straight away, even if they lose possession of it. I take those points on Sifuentes and Raskin, but if you took the captaincy away from... I don't think it will happen. No, no we spoke about this last week. I, don't, I, I can't see it um, happening. I think if it was ever going to happen, it would be during the close season. Um, I think you would have to sell, James. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he would have to go. Yeah. 
you know, he's not it's not a Harry Maguire situation, you know, in the respect to that. He's playing every week. His numbers are massive in the respect going forward. You know his problems defensively. I think you'd need to be saying that's curtains for him. You'd be moving him out the door because it doesn't matter. He's still in the same dressing room. The players look at you differently. And they'll have a wee bit of kidology with you and a yeah. wee bit of banter, you know, and you can imagine him leaving the captain's armband up and mm. all that. And that you can have a bit of fun with that. But deep down, it's hurting sure. you. You know, and I don't think there's a place to do that unless you put them out of the team and out of the squad and sell them. Yeah, I think you've mm. just got to ride with that at the moment in time because the young man Raskin gets on his job anyway. Yep. You know, he's one of these characters as if to say, right, okay, I'm built for this. It's not a problem for me. And Barry's made the point about losing these players. But that's great because sure. we spoke about that with Celtic. Listen, if they play yeah. exceptionally well and the top teams come and look for them, it means you're doing your job right. Yeah. You know, and they're, they're performing at their highest level. And that's what you've got to accept. And that, that's probably something Rangers have not done because we talked about, oh, sure. I go back to Morelos. Everyone st- knows that. Right, still, you're not allowed to mention him I mean, you know what I'm saying, but you talk about that <laughs> yeah. and it's a completely different of course. Ca- character sure. you're getting. And Barry, that's important. Uh, can I just, he made a good point as well. I was actually speaking to my son again about this when, when Sterling came on. I think that could be an option going forward. Sterling playing it right back and James Tavernier playing one further forward. There's no doubt he could play there easily. But I like the look of Sterling. I do. Um, I've heard a few people talk about him. I've seen a few interviews. Um, and he looks the part. I know it's early days, but he looks again, he looks like a defender, if you know what I mean, that defends first and foremost. So I think that could be an option for Michael Beale going forward with, with Sterling in it right back and James Tavernier push one up. Would you think it would help to balance him if he played the back three with the James Barisic? Yeah, because you're saying they're very good going forward. Yeah, I think it would suit. And it gives Tavernier you two strikers. It gives you the two strikers which he wants honestly, to play Grant, with. Honestly, Granny, I said that. I mean, did. I didn't think it was going to be the team, but you said, give That's me an right. idea of your sure. team. And I went with a, a back three. I think in time that could be the way that Rangers would go, just for talking sake. It would be Suter, Sterling, Balligan, or Golson. Absolutely. Three out of that four and James Tavernier and, and Barisic um, and wing backs where I think that would suit them to a T. Rangers are through. Thanks, Paul, for that call. 0808 17 17 700. Celtic fans, we've got Matt O'Reilly next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! So a big win for Rangers overall last night on aggregate and then they'll face uh, a team with an even bigger aggregate. 7-2 it was, wasn't it, Barry, for uh, PSV. It's going to be some couple of games coming up. The first one next week at Ibrox. Yeah, um, looking forward to it. These are the games, as I said, that you want to play in. Um, and obviously there's there's a few things getting said at this moment in time, Paul, mm-hmm. for the PSV side. Um, but that next week will be a cracker at Ibrox, there's no doubt about it. Because um, as I said, they've got dangerous players that can hurt you. But also, as Grant had mentioned, defensively, they're, they're not... I wouldn't say they're bad no. or poor, but, yeah. but they're... they're, they're Gettable. Absolutely. No, they, they, they lost a few players, Paul. You've got to remember that as well. Yeah. So they've lost a few players as well. And he has, he's correct. Boss is a very good coach. He's at Ajax and whatever, and he's had a few good ones. And he's had a couple of kicks in the teeth like all coaches yeah. do have. But there's no doubt he knows he's European football. He's a top coach. But at the end of the day, the players have got to go on the pitch and perform. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a big game. And he knows it. He'll understand that coming to Ibrox will be something he, he'll be preparing them for. He knows the noise is going to be there. And some people handle that and some people don't handle it so well. And we always talk about different things now, about VAR and all the referees completely different in Europe, you know, so certain things. So all these 
wee things come into it and that gives you an opportunity well we talk and Celtic now yeah. that's a brilliant place to go and play as well absolutely the away yeah. tie that, that's a stadium you want to go and play in the atmosphere they're right right on top of you are they yeah, very much right like Tynecastle yep. mm-hmm. yep. um, so that's one that the players first and foremost you've got the one at Ibrox but that's the one that's one of the games you should yeah. be looking forward to for Celtic fans uh, Lager Bilk is in town in fact he's got the Celtic strip on waiting for the final Press release to come out from Celtic any moment, we would imagine. And the news that's on Record Sport, they say exclusive, that uh, Brendan Rodgers and the recruitment team, they're speaking with Hatati and also with um, Abada, Abada yeah. to sign. Obviously not the recruitment team. The, yeah, you know, it'll be the chief exec, but it's uh, so Michael Nicholson. You want yeah. to keep your best players. You want to see what their thoughts are. You know, you've given a couple of other boys four-year deals and whatever, Paul... And these players look at it no matter what, and then it's up to them. And if they make that commitment, because then Celtic know what they're thinking, and they're not a pressure on. It's not as if you're saying it to them with two or three months of their contract where they're really coming out of it, because the last year means nothing really. Because if they held on for six months to Christmas, they're away for nothing, you know. So you're as well doing that two years in advance. Next up, a player that you know well, Peter. Let's hear from Matt O'Reilly. He's been speaking today and about how his role had maybe slightly changed this season, or has it? Yeah, just tactically, we obviously. It's just slightly different within our midfield structure. Also, with Kyogo coming a bit deeper at times, depending on how much pressure's on the ball. For me personally, I'm I'm probably slightly more involved at times in the build-up aspects. We've obviously that license to get forward as well, so I'm, I've probably got a little bit more, just a little bit more freedom to kind of go go down and up, um, which I enjoy doing because. Um, quite like seeing the play develop and kind of reading the play and I can kind of pick my moment to you know arrive in the box or maybe arrive in our defensive box as well to help out there so yeah Is it a good start his form? I don't think anything's changed massively to be honest maybe I feel you know slightly better from a mental perspective which always helps um, you know feeling really good in general yeah we've got a slightly new style maybe my, my role changed slightly um, but nothing too crazy I think we've just I just got into the right positions and stayed pretty calm. I think that's what it's come down to. Peter, Matt O'Reilly, 2023 style. What do you think under Brendan Rodgers? There's a flexibility about it, you know, which is slightly different. You're talking about Kyogo and that. Listen, I'm, as I said to you, I like him going the other way more than drop him in because yeah. I don't think that's his strength genuinely. But I know he comes a little bit shorter. I've noticed that in the games. And what that means then is the midfielder's got to make the run into that space beyond with Kyogo trying to drag them out. I just think when he's on the back line, it gives you that space anyway. Matt's not really changed that much because his last season at MK Dons, he was playing a similar role. He came to Celtic at the start, and that was the role he was having. He was getting in the box, having a lot of chances. And listen, if he changes, he doesn't get more goals and more assists. It means he's, he's done remarkably well because if you look at his stats over the last two seasons, it's been exceptional. And it just seems as if he's getting that form and he's playing in the position last year, which he had to adjust. He's got a little bit of criticism. He had to adjust his position because Callum was out for a period of time. You know, so the wee thing about Kyogo coming shorter, as I say, I'm not great on that because I love him on the back line and I love a striker who stretches and he does it fantastically well. And I don't think that's a strength mm. of his coming and linking. I think he likes to be going past me and, his, and my final touch is putting the ball in the net. But Matt O'Reilly's a top quality player who can see pictures, he can make passes and he's got in areas now that he can score because if he's inside that box, he's got a wonderful left foot. There is absolutely no doubt of that. Barry, how do you rate him? Yeah, he's a good footballer. No doubt about it. It was a calm finish up at Petaudry where normally you would see players in that position lash at it. He's just side-footed it past the the the, the goalkeeper and, and it looks to me if he could be a an important player for Brendan Rodgers because, um, again, he was another player 
didn't know too much about similar to Celtic's recruitment that they brought players in from obviously foreign leagues but obviously Matt O'Reilly came from MK Dons who were in League One at the time but he's certainly he's certainly impressed since he's been up in Scotland He's been opening up a little bit today about life at Celtic and how he's approaching I've it I've always been settled in Glasgow uh, I think it's probably more of a more of just a, a mindful kind of thing when I'm on the pitch if you know if you're thinking if your head's somewhere else or is thinking too much then naturally you won't be as focused on the game and what you need to do in that given moment so when I'm in a place which is you know calm and, and clear and just kind of with the flow of things and I, I feel good and I feel like that's where I'm at at the moment that's something I worked on I'm working it quite relentlessly as well off the pitch um, you know whether it be meditation or a lot of mindful practices and so I just try to constantly improve whether it be as a person as a footballer as well so yeah Peter, is that uh, part of your game? Was it, you know, the mindfulness side of things which people talk about now? No. No? <laughs> Barry, you? <laughs> no, but I might need to try a bit of meditation. Um, maybe calm me down a wee bit. It's working but for that, him, isn't there's it? There's quite yeah. a, I see that yeah. that's come into the game more yeah, and yeah, more. Of course. The meditation side of Well, Barry things. touched on it earlier on social media. Yeah. I think that's a big thing and it's great if you, if Matt's doing that and he's keeping away from his phone and not doing all these things because you see so much on there. I know it can be good for certain things for sure. There's a lot of not so good things and for young players, especially if you're playing under the spotlight Celtic Football Club, you know, it could make it a real tough place for you. Good and bad. Because yeah. I say, you could be a 100 compliments and you get one bad one and you're thinking that's the only one that sticks in your mind. But listen, he seems to be in a good place. Now, the most important thing for me is and I've said that about all players, I just think they should focus on one thing, yeah. playing well and trying to stay in the team. Everything else takes care of it, whether it's your club they're there or somebody wants to buy you, the other club will come and tell the club that they're be interested in Matt O'Reilly or whatever. Yeah. So all the stories around about, and that's why I talked about agents going on and saying, oh, he's had this one's interested, that one's in. Listen, just concentrate and playing and everything else will happen round about you. And if he continues to do what he's doing anyway, as we spoke about the Rangers players earlier on there, People come and chat at the door and say, is Matt Arrayla available? Oh yeah, he's available, but you've got to pay X, Y and Z for him. And all he can continue to do is perform, score goals, create chances, and he's been doing that exceptionally well. But he knows, unfortunately, the nature of this beast is, you've got to do it week in, week out, continuously, all the time. And then you've got to go and do it again. Yeah. And then you've got to go and do it again. And that's the things that these young players have got to understand. Well, he and his teammates did it on Sunday at Patoni. Yeah, because I don't, I don't think we came off the pitch you know, feeling like we played great. But at the same time, I think we were comfortable overall. I mean, they had a bit of pressure within the game, but they never really threatened our goal too much. I think we were quite comfortable, which is positive in terms of that stability throughout the team. I'm not going to speak too much on the rest of the teams in the league, but I think we're, we're in a good place. Yeah. In a good place, he thinks there's constant improvement and room for improvement. I just think it's about constantly wanting to improve, both individually and as a team, collectively. We've obviously got other competitions like the Champions League, which we'd like to improve on from last season, albeit our performances were probably pretty good. Um, where we finished in the group wasn't. Um, so I think, you know, really making our mark in Europe is, is a target for everybody. But at the same time, you know, we still want to be as successful as possible in, you know, in Scotland. So that'll be the aim. Barry, it's the benchmark, isn't it, for Celtic? Yeah, and in terms of Sunday, it wasn't their best performance, but you've got to give Aberdeen credit. Barry's team, I thought he set them up pretty well, and um, I was impressed with Aberdeen, but again, Celtic found a way when they're 2-1, it's on a knife edge, um, and a, a bit of quality. We, it was Yen on the left-hand side, mm. good bit of skill, cuts it back, and obviously a, 
a cool, calm and collected finish by Matt O'Reilly. But for me, the, the difference, I was watching them. Um, sometimes when you're watching games, you're carried away with watching the ball. Oh. Kyogo's movements, his movement mm. is um, frightening. Frightening. What, what, what a find he's been. It just gives you a problem, and that's why I say I like him further up the pitch, yeah. you know, because on that last line, he sort of plays that half a yard offside, then he comes on to play, then he's away again, and his runs are like old school, we talk about yeah. making the bent run and whatever, which is not a normal trait now, because you're up there on your own, um, but he does it exceptionally well and ends up in between centre-backs and full-backs, or in between two centre-backs, and he just wants that final touch, and he's desperate to score. And what a great thing that is. But even in that game, obviously David Turnbull maybe never had his best game, but he's done exceptionally well. But Hatati came on and then brought a bit of control to it and unfortunately got the injury. You know, so he was looking a wee bit more like himself. So maybe Brendan's obviously knows more than us. He's looked at him, maybe thought, well, listen, he needs a wee bit of a shake here. There's been a lot going on in the summer, there's a lot of change and whatever. The body language seemed a bit different. Yeah, well, everybody yeah. was saying that because you, you want to play, of course. Yeah. Everybody's disappointed when you don't play, but at the end of the day, you've, the performances then have got to come up. And I think, to be fair to him, I think yeah. in the games, sometimes he's sort of playing as a near enough a number 10, and I didn't think that's his game. That was slightly changed a little bit, and I think he's one that likes to be the game to be in front of him and seeing the passes, maybe able to pick the passes because he's more than capable of doing that. So sometimes you've got to look at the, the situation that the boys have put themselves into. Kyogo must be a centre half's worst nightmare. <laughs> Honestly, they, they must come up against him and think, oh, here we, here we go. And we've spoke about him. I think he can go at the next level. Really? Kyogo. Yeah, I says, oh, he could go down and play in the, play in the uh, Premier League. I think he could go to one of the top ones. Wow. I do. Oh, he's more than capable of that. Ah, because he's more powerful than you think. Mm. You watch him and you he's see all him. Strip. Yeah, he's everything. He can take somebody kicking him. He's no frightened of centre halves. Yeah. You know? But and he's as you say, sometimes he he's too nice. He's tapping them and making sure that you okay, I've just kicked you there and all that. You I know? think he does then he yeah, bows and helps him. Smiles, helps him back yeah. up. Sorry about that. Yeah. But it's great, but he's like yeah. a little assassin in there, you know, but he wants to score. How and, many goals this season, Peter? Going to the new surprise next. me if it's again. Paul, run about Any that. Any advance on 30, Barry? Um, <laughs> he might not be here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're trying. <laughs> 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 I just signed him. What a four year deal was it, Peter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just signed him. Well, listen, they'll get. The reason why they've signed him on a four year contract is because Celtic know. They uh, know that. We're going to take a break for the news, then we're back with Peter and Barry next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Access to a wide range of renewable energy and energy efficient products. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and Eco Garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. And the breaking news just after six, Celtic have finally signed a five-year deal for the Swedish central defender Gustav Lagerbilk. Reaction, Peter Grant? No, later, it's another young one, proactive Celtic, you know, I think that's important, you're getting young ones coming in. Whether they get straight into the side, I'm not so sure. It also gives you a chance to build that, you know, and understand that. You've got Carter Vickers not there. You've yeah. got young Stephen Welsh who done very well at the weekend. Uh, you know, so they've got big decisions to make. 
But as I say, it's another young signing and it's somebody obviously they've been looking at for a long period. And as I say, Brendan's probably come in and gave it the rubber stamp. Could be on the bench this weekend, of course, because Carter Vickers had a knock and they wouldn't want to play him, I don't imagine, at Kilmarnock. Barry's with us as well. 0808 17 17 700. Just 24 hours after Rangers are through to the final qualifying round of the Champions League. So it's a, a game that's worth so much against PSV over the next couple of weeks. Stephen Reside is on the line, our now celebrity Motherwell fan. Stephen, <laughs> good evening. How are you doing, guys? All right? Good. Hi, How are you? Do we have to speak to your agent now? Because I know you're on off the ball no. and everywhere. Are you still okay dealing direct? <laughs> no, no, I'm not charging a fee just yet. Not yet. <laughs> Stephen, how are you doing? <laughs> I, I, I'm doing well. Um, my team's doing well, and it was a really good performance at the weekend. Um, something I phoned up and showed a couple of weeks ago, saying I was excited about Mika Bayreth, and yep. I think everybody's seen at the weekend why I'm excited. His power, his pace, and it's not just that; it's his decision making in, in the final third. And I think that's often what what lets Scottish side down compared to European teams as of decision making in the final third at times, and you see it. He's got it, he's Danish under-21 international. He puts one on a plate for Blair Spittle, he hits it wide and then he sets up the goal for Wilkinson and grabs a goal himself. And yeah. What I loved about the goal was the composure. To chop back once, chop back twice and then had to throw the defender's legs. I'm really, really excited for, for what this boy's going to do in the Motherwell shot. Well, you've got to think of where he's came from. He's getting, obviously, at Arsenal. He's went away to Holland and he's had a season in Holland, isn't he? He played there and I think that's why Stuart's seen him. And playing in the Dutch league would probably suit him, you know, because of the way the game was played. You know, you're getting a lot of young players. You know, it's not somebody that's going to boot you up down the back of the pitch. They're going to allow you to play and give you that freedom. And then all of a sudden, you've got to grow with that. And I think that season going there in Dutch football, or men and growing here, and I think Stuart came out and said it, the fact that he'd played there, he thought that it gave him an opportunity. He felt he could improve and play well in the Scottish game and as you say what a f- performance it was a great pass was it young Miller put a great ball through you know and he oh, looks like a, a smashing young well. player as well so and if you're getting young players playing with enthusiasm along with their talent you've always got a chance you know and as I say we always thought Van Veen would have been a difficult one to replace and the young man comes up and as you say he's not had a better performance than coming off the bench at the weekend and showing the performance that he did so long may that continue for him I'm sure it'll excite you Stephen and the rest of the Motherwell fans yeah, and Barry you're smiling about the uh, the player himself and also young Lennon Miller yeah but in terms of the player yeah. I mean, what, a, what a debut sent a goal up and scoring one um, I think the Motherwell fans should be excited for this season I, I, I think they're going to have a a good season I, I like Stuart Kettlewell I just like the, the way he comes across he's obviously got an eye for a player no doubt about it and he's given the young central midfielder Miller his, his opportunity and that there's nothing more than I love seeing a, a young player coming through but the issue that Mother are going to have where young Miller is I don't think they'll be able to keep a hold of him um, much longer if he continues to play and produce performances that he's producing um the bigger clubs will be sniffing about them. Um, but that, that Muddle will know that. That's yeah, the way they, they operate. But I think Muddle, they've got a good manager, they've got a good team, they're set up well as well, which I like. They're obviously well coached. So I, I think they're going to I, I think they're going to have a fairly successful season this year. Stephen, any more coming in during the window, do you think? Uh, well, Sir Kettlewell said himself that no more are going to come in unless some go out. So um, I'm not expecting too much in the way of transfers but I don't really think we need it I think we look really solid 
I'm not going to concede a lot of goals. I've really had to beat and get a boy up front. Oh, it's as if he's a real deal. So, no, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited. The good thing I, is, I'm the likes of Motherwell, the likes of, exactly, the likes of Motherwell, we talk about squads, that's the biggest problem you have. If you get one or two injuries, like everything else, or to certain guys, it kills you. And it doesn't matter how good a coach you are, you know, it's so, so difficult to replace that quality. That's where the Celtic Rangers are stronger. If they get an injury, you don't notice it as much yeah. domestically, especially. But like say, a mother or that, when you've got everybody available, you're right, they're very well organised, they've got good players, they understand their roles. As you said, Barry said, Stuart's a very good coach and they've got them coached well. But you want them all available. And you Listen, the most important thing is if you're playing with enthusiasm, I mean, as you say, the power of the young man for the goals, you know, using his body well. And it's good to see because that's part of football, you know, but the weak, the quality of the pass for young Miller was excellent. You know, so they're the things you're looking at and, and you, listen, you, you can get coached all you want. You've got to see their moments in the game and he's seen that and that's great credit to him. See another young Lanarkshire man. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. He's 16 years yeah, old. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you know what? It's brilliant to see. I mean, I, I think I mentioned it last season I seen him come on at Ibrooks, And the first thing I noticed yeah, he about... Really good. Yeah, he, he demanded the ball straight away he was yeah. yeah he's demanding it off the senior pros and I'm thinking to myself this young man's got something because generally you see them shy when they come on and they, they don't really want no that they don't want the ball they don't demand yeah, it yeah. but that's what he was doing but yeah he's um, Motherwell have got a, a fine young talent on their, their hands and one thing about Motherwell is they do produce very good young players they have in the past and I think they'll continue to do that but that young man is um if he continues to keep his feet in the ground, which I'm sure his dad will make sure they are, he's got a bright, bright future ahead of him. Stephen, you'll be in Paisley on uh, Saturday, three o'clock, up against the other Stephen, who was your manager <laughs> and did really well with you in the cup. How are you feeling about no, the game, no. St Mirren? Listen, St Mirren have had a great start to the season. They managed to get Mikel Manzon scoring goals mm. as well. Good. <laughs> 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 But um, so uh, I I don't know how he's managed that, but it has. Um, but anyway, uh, I think we'll be okay. I mean, I, I got to uh, go there with confidence because we've not lost in a week. I'm not Well, that's probably me jinxed it now. But <laughs> we're flying. Um, we've, we've lost two in twenty-two since he took over. Um, and and long may it continue. And back to the goal that the Bayer scored. A lot of people were saying it was a foul. I don't think it was. And I think the thing that shows you that is none of the Hibs players were asking for the foul when the ball went in the net. So Absolutely not. It was, it was just power. He used his body well. And you learn that with young players and some of them dive down now when they're touched. And that, that's the difference. You know, you've got to take, be able to take something in that power. And fair play. I mean, I think that's maybe came with the fact that he played last year in Holland. Maybe a younger player who's inexperienced probably would have been knocked over. But because he's had that robustness about him for a season. Yeah. And you can't, you can't replicate that. You know, you've got to go out and take part in that. And that's why I also think it's important that young players are out playing. Now they're getting an opportunity to play at a level they're playing at. They're only going to get better. And as Barry's saying, you maybe not be able to hold on to them. But that means your recruitment, that's very good. Or the young in your academy, and whatever you're bringing through, they're getting coached very well. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not to be feared. That's to be a pat in the back more than anything else if people are going to end up stealing your players. Stephen, I know we're only two games in. Where do you think you're going to end up? Top six? If this continues, we can easily finish in the European place. Mm-hmm. Easily. Easily. And I'd, Rangers have not I'm sorry to say that's bad, but Rangers have not overly impressed me yet. So 
whether they need to buck up their ideas soon because I think I think there's a lot of teams around about them like Hearts, Aberdeen, ourselves are, are a lot stronger. Um, I would say that. So they need to buck up their ideas. Barry, we bit of a challenge there from Stephen. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen Hearts, <laughs> Stephen? Uh, yeah, but yeah. listen, it's... I was just naming the big club. Sorry, uh, sure not. Mister, no. <laughs> yeah. Rangers know what, yeah. what's at stake this mm-hmm. season, Paul. There's no getting away from it. They need to deliver um, silverware. That, that's the pressure it's on them. Even though that it's a a new look squad, um, a new look team, they need to deliver. They're expected to deliver. So we'll see how it pans out. Stephen, you obviously saw Hibs. What do you think? Can they do it? The three one up in Lucerne. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I, I, I hope they go through. I hope they've got his team going through because. The, the better they do the more chance I'll get maybe see Motherwell in a group stage one day with the way the coefficient works so I, I think that Hibs will get the result and what a tie it sets up with Aston Villa if they do get through and I think uh, it's benefited us a wee bit the fact that they're all playing in Europe and then yeah. coming to us on Sunday so I, I don't think it's it's tough I mean Peter mentioned the, the, the size of squads yeah. uh, that Rangers and Celtic have compared to other teams I think that's what really hampers Teams like Hibs, eh, when they play in Europe, and then they have to come on a Sunday and play at a place like Fur Park. So, eh, but no, I, I think the goal will be uh, at the end of the game last week is really important to, to get that two goal cushion, and I'm confident that they can see it out. Hopefully, Hearts can turn that around against Rosenberg as well. I tell you what, Hibs need to do need to start getting points on the board in the league. Um, listen, it's great for the coefficient, doing well in Europe or whatever, but. Um, they need to, they need sure. to get points on the board um, quickly. That's at home against St Murn, yeah. away at Motherwell, where genuinely Hibs are expected to take something. So it's been a, a poor start. But one thing I will say about Hibs, I was impressed with them last Thursday. Yeah. It was, and I was expecting them to get a bit of confidence. I know it's only three days after the, the European yeah. game, but they were poor. But that's down to... I think Stephen was right, but that was a big... Big goal, a third goal. Mm. You know, I think if they go there 2 1, mm. it's a completely different game. There is absolutely no doubt in my mind of that. And of course, they've got Wraith Rovers in the cup. I'm just looking at Hibs. that, yep. And that's, you know, a banana skin. Barry, you've tipped them to come up. Yeah, I think yeah. Wraith Rovers will win the championship this year. Mm. Yep. yep. I know a lot of people fancy Dundee United, um, and rightly so. I was impressed with Dundee United the first game against our broth. Um, but, yep, that's my outside, outside bet, Wraith Rovers to go up. And Stephen, I haven't spoken to Leanne Crichton for a wee while. She hasn't been in for, she's been so busy. But Motherwell Women's this season? Yeah, no, well, I think they, they kind of, uh, and they got they got top six last season, didn't they? So That's, hopefully, yeah. hopefully they can replicate that um, this season. Um, and, and it's good to see my sister's team as well starting with a 4 1 victory. She's with Kilmarnock. They started with a 4 1 one at the weekend as well. So, Fantastic. No, the yeah. women's game. The Women's World yep. Cup's on now. Oh, it's for sure. good quality then. Yep. good to see that growing. Yep, and well done to England women's. They're through to the final, as we know. I've heard all day. 1966, <laughs> they're talking about the men getting, uh, you know, winning it then, uh, before any of you were born. So, but well done to England. The, 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 <laughs> only just. The question is, what about the Scottish women's game? And we were, you know, at the top a, a few years ago, but they need to improve and hopefully we are now, Peter, because the women's game is getting bigger and bigger and well done to England. Absolutely. But listen, I expect England to be there. Yeah. Because of the finances. Sure. 
you know, the players, the, the women's Premier League down there, yeah. the amount of money that goes into the top quality players that come from all over, you know, uh, the, the world football stage down there. So I expect it'd be a big disappointment for England not to be challenging to win the World Cup. Anything less than that for me should be a disappointment for them because all the top players are probably playing in that WSL, is it, down in England, sure. the Premiership. Yep. So, and you've seen that uh, wee captain for plays with Chelsea, mm. who's playing for uh, Squad Australia's goal today. Um, so, they're top quality players. They spend a lot of money at it down in England. So, anything less, as I say, of getting to these finals and winning them, I think that England would be disappointed. England against Spain on Sunday, Barry? Yeah. yeah. No, here the end of us. <laughs> we? um, but listen, in terms of your game up here yeah. with the women's, it's, it's definitely grown. There's no doubt. You see a few clubs now full time, which is good to see, yeah. um, and hopefully that will be good for the, the the national team going forward. Stephen, what's your scoreline? St Mirren Motherwell then Saturday. We'll nick it two one. Two one. Can I ask you a strange question? A final question. Do you still have the pies at Motherwell? Do you try them? No, I, I don't touch any pies at Motherwell. I, I, I don't put in super pies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so steady, right? He is. I'm sure he's joking there. Barry's the owner. Barry's the owner of the pie. We were at the Hackies game last year. We had them. They were brilliant. Pie and You see, with the Chapman pies. I'm only asking because my granddaughter was helping to sell the pies at the weekend. So Anna was there, but I'm sure. Sure, right? They're brilliant. She's fine. She's absolutely fine. I'll get you a whole pile. The pies were brilliant. Exactly. Right, we'll furnish Stephen's. <laughs> address <laughs> telephone number Stephen good luck Sunday see you soon thank you. cheers yeah, thank Stephen, you cheer, thanks a lot so uh, Stephen recite big, just yeah. putting them pine what beans pine beans exactly pine yeah. beans. the pies well, at Motherwell are excellent oh. pine beans are sausage right. rolling beans that's right oh. uh, oh, pine beans pine yeah. beans all day long the chips all day long oh, they used bread, to call it a Blantyre special at the bread. radio station I used to work at seriously it went yeah, up as a Blantyre special no no Really? Her own pie. Is it good? Yeah. What sauce? Bread sauce or no. bread sauce? No. Nothing. Tomato sauce. Tomato sauce, oh, exactly. Bean Peter. sauce, just for the beans. The beans if I don't yeah. have the beans with the pie, I love the beans and pie. You've not their own pie and yours for one time. Exactly, yeah, not that I remember. Okay, I don't know how we got to that. I don't know why I asked that one. Well, but, well, uh, caught out. Peter. What for about what he was saying, uh, Stephen was saying there about Rangers not too impressed. I mean, he loves his football, you know it. So interesting, isn't it? That, yeah, look, uh, the, yeah, the jury's still out. Yeah. It's still early on in the season. Um, look, as I said, I've watched all their games. There's been part of it where parts of the game, sorry, should I say, that have been really impressive. Then there's other parts they clearly need to work on. But that's what happens when you bring a virtually a new team uh, together. People getting to know each other. But again, you don't get much time, so there needs to be a lot of work going on in the the training ground. But that result, that draw last night against their vet, they're into the next round. That's a confidence builder and they need to really kick on for You've this. You've got to think, Paul, as well. Jack Button had a fantastic save. You know, yeah. in a very, very important time. So he's doing his job well. You've talked about Sifuentes, you've talked about Raskin. You're talking about these, these in positives. You know what I mean? So you've got to look at that side of it as well. It's difficult to gel the amount of players that's coming in right away. We all understand that. The biggest problem is you don't get that time, unfortunately, in football. You know, you've got to, everybody's got to see everything right away. I still think he's not, he, in his head he knows what system he wants to play. I'm not sure he's got the players that can play that system in the areas where they do because, as I said, spoke about it last night, you see Cantwell, especially first half, running yeah. right away across the pitch from there and you can't do that in 
That's uh, done your head in, hasn't it? That is because, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. maybe that's maybe why the manager was going crazy because maybe yeah. tactically he said to him, you need yeah. to play from the left. But I can understand why he's doing it because he's used to want to go in and get on the ball and everybody else is to sort of fill in around about him. But that, that's your role at that level. And see, when you go to that level and you're playing European games, you have to concentrate. And it, Barry will tell you, he played a hell of a lot more Euro, big European games than I did. You're talking about yourself, the concentration levels. Because you're talking about Serbia. Listen, I played against Neuchatel Zamex. I remember. And got yeah. hammered 5-1. Yeah. We saw we're playing nobody. Mm-hmm. We went to a back three, first time ever, but we played a right back, a centre back and a left back. You know, and you're thinking, wow, we were three nothing down, I think, in 15 minutes or something. And it was a set of twins and one of them scored four. And you're going to there. Roy Hodgson was a manager, believe it or not, uh, starting out. Whatever happens to him. Oh, he's still there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? So it's easy to get turned over. Right. Yeah. Barry's sure. right. To get a result, especially as early when you're trying to find things. And I think I still think he's still got to find something on that left-hand side, a balance to it. I thought the team finished stronger mm-hmm. when Lammers come on and they spread the pitch and had the yeah. one striker. I thought they just looked more solid. But I felt they created more opportunities from that because Barry, it gave their freedom. Sorry. Do you agree? Yeah, that, I agree with the second half. That mm. that was more like it, and I think that would have pleased Michael Beale. Um, and obviously the the substitutions again making impacts. But again, it's it's all about getting on that training ground and getting through drilling, drilling into the players, and then getting more games with each other. And then hopefully, when that happens, eventually it should click. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Good time to call to speak to Barry or Peter. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go. Barry Ferguson, Peter Grant and Paul Cooney. Some great chat there about pies and beans and stuff uh, during <laughs> the break, as well as listening to the commercials. Mm-hmm. Barry, uh, you're going to bring them in, aren't you? In a couple of weeks' time, September the 3rd, we'll be on live at Rangers against Celtic. So what are we getting? What's the, what's the menu? Pie. Roll and pie. Okay, with tomato sauce. Peter? Oh, you've got to can't go without the beans. You've got I to agree. have the beans at the top. For sure. Come on. We were saying there about Roy Hodgson. Did you see him at the weekend? Oh, a bit of a brilliant. tussle on the touchline. Oh, yeah, it's great way is Roy. 26, I think. Yeah, very showed, showed a bit of fire in his yeah. belly. He wasn't too <laughs> he wasn't too happy with the Sheffield United player. Um <laughs> yeah, the wee pop up, I loved yep. that. Who's going to be the happier manager at the end of this season? Is it going to be Michael Beale? Is it going to be Brendan Rodgers? Or is it going to be, as Stephen Reside said earlier on, maybe one of the other teams? He wasn't saying they won the title, but you want to come back on that, don't you? No, there'll be no chance um, they'll break Rangers and Celtic. No chance. And still going, I'm just trying to get you to having a wee bit of a Barney here. Because Peter, two weeks ago, you said the title will be won by Celtic. Celtic. Yeah, yeah. But I, I still think that because I've not seen enough of Rangers and I still think that, listen, Celtic have got to keep all their players and I keep saying it, keep all their players fit. It's a new group for them, it's a new manager with slightly different thoughts. You know, and you say, listen, you're going to a tough cup tie at the weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you, you know that and Rangers have got to win something. Celtic have got to lose something mm-hmm. for others to win it because they're the holders of the treble. You know, and that's that's the pressure that comes with that because on, a, on any given day you can have a bad performance or not even a, a little bit of misfortune, especially in the cup. Over the, the period that the league usually looks after itself, you know, there is absolutely no doubt. But on a cup tie day, anything can happen. And that's why it's so important to have that focus, remain focused, have that diligence, get your job done. And that's why people say playing in the cup doesn't really matter how you play. You want to play well, of course, but it doesn't really matter. You've got to get into the next round. And that's the expectation 
it's always got to be for Celtic to win it. It's always got to be for Rangers to try and win it. So come on, it's a, it is a huge game. Of you're it you're is. absolutely right. And Barry, that was the game just a couple of weeks ago that sort of did it for Rangers at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And what what a start to the season. Come on, I know we're yeah. only two games in, but three points off Rangers. Went to Tynecastle at the weekend, which is a, a difficult place to go. Comes away with a point. Um, so I'm sure Derek will make it will make it difficult. Um, look, Derek's an experienced manager. He knows how to set up teams. They're well coached as well. So that'll be that'll be a tough one. And in terms of Rangers, Rangers need to make sure. I think they will make a lot of changes, but with the changes, there's still enough experience and quality in there. And I'm not being disrespectful to Morton, but Rangers should have enough to, to make sure they're in the next round. And we could see Robbie McCrory for the first time this season playing. Um, do you think they will put him in? Um, yeah, possibility. Mm. Possibility. Um, I, I just think young McCrory needs to move mm -hmm. and go and play on a regular basis. And Man United's not the move for him, isn't it? No, I think he needs yeah. to go somewhere. Look, you're never guaranteed to play. I don't think MD should be guaranteed to play, but with a better chance being a, a number one because he's certainly not going to be the number one at, at Rangers because Jack Butlin's come in he's a big signing mm. and obviously now he's starting to show his qualities Jack Butland I thought last night two terrific mm. saves he's handling um, and it, what I like about him is he's always organising he's always talking mm. I like that I see they were calling him the wall afterwards because he played so well that was a huge game for Rangers and for him well, we're fortunate enough to know his abilities. We've spoken about that to you before he came up. You know, we know he's a talented kid. We said the biggest problem was was all that lack of game time you're talking about, young McCrory. You know what I mean? It's so important. Young McCrory's best period was obviously when he went to Livingston. He had a full season, he'd done exceptionally well, and everybody was talking about him. So the only way people will talk about you if you're out there playing, and that's why I say if you sit on the bench for Rangers, nobody gets to see him playing. And I can understand Rangers' predicament because it means they would probably have to go and get another goalkeeper. That's the way you're looking at it. If you've got John McLaughlin there, I'm sure yeah. is John still there. Right, yep. You know, you've got John still there. Then you can maybe have another younger one coming in. But it's got to be a stage now that young McCrory knows that, listen, last season I thought I had an opportunity this season with the McGregor and that, retiring and whatever. That's not going to harm. So that tells you the writing's on the wall in the respect to that. For me, I'd be, I'm the exact same. I'd go out to play because Butlin is a top quality goalkeeper and you just hope that he keeps himself fit because we say that was his... Not, not his downfall down in England because he had a bad injury, but um, you don't want to be sitting. And I think he proved that the fact he's come, coming away from Manchester United, not willing to sit and become a number two, and he's coming and coming, playing a massive games like last night, and it shows you how important he was to Rangers last night. Hey, that, that's what's impressed me, because it would be easy to sit down yeah, at Man United who are absolute huge, and he would probably earn more money being at Man United. And it's similar to Joe Hart when he was at Tottenham. He could have stayed down there probably on double or treble what he's what he's on at Celtic. And I, I like seeing that. That tells me that guys are hungry to play games of football. And I think it's important. That, that's okay when you're getting to the end of your career, when you've got a year or two left, maybe just to see it out. But I like that with Jack Butling because it would have been easier for him to, to stay at Man United. He maybe five to ten the, years, Baz. Yep. He's only 30. And playing the league a goalkeeper. Cup, play three or four League Cup games yeah. a, a season, but he's took the opportunity to come up. And at this moment in time, he's now proven how um, good a goalkeeper he is. Totally agree with you. Mind you, if either of them, McCrory or Butland, were still there, they could have been playing for Man United soon if Anana had been sent off the other night. You see the clatter. Yeah, I, I, I don't so, get why that wasn't a penalty. And why wasn't it? 
It's bizarre, isn't it? Well, I think they've they've acted quick. They've took yeah, the referee sure. and the the VAR mm-hmm. referee off the games um, for the for the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen, it could have been a total different outcome. Yeah, I wasn't impressed with that game. I wasn't impressed with Man United. But the funny thing with that is we're talking about the VAR. I've never seen the game, um, but what I've seen the incident, obviously. How could three of them has been taken off it, yeah. not come to the conclusion, especially all the training they do and the practice they do, and like us as coaches or managers or whatever you want to do and you're talking to your players, you know it's a free kick, you know it's a penalty, blah, blah, blah. And for not to give it, that's the worrying thing. And I think that's the worry now for me, and I've we go back about the VAR mm. the referee's not making the decision and that's why I go back to the goal line technology only because I think there's always a fine line you know even in the rugby how they've got the big decision wrong mm-hmm. about the boy being able to play in the World Cup now yep. it's a terrible tackle we shoulder of, and I don't know much about rugby but it's a terrible tackle and he's got a habit of doing it yep. it's happened before but he gets away with it and that's what I'm saying so even these things you're still getting away with it, even with all this VAR and everything. Paul, on the Man got... United game, apparently beforehand, the officials were told, uh, the VAR people were told, oh, leave it to the officials in some cases. So in cases like that, which wasn't about a goal, it wasn't the goal line technology, it was a judgment, they were told, leave it to the referee. He's cleaned them out. Yeah, totally. Cleaned them out, sparkled yeah. them. Um... Sparkled. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean. So if the yeah. referee's got it, not got it right, mm-hmm. they go to VAR, yeah. and they say, oh, by the way, no, you're right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If they think he's right, that's fine. I don't understand where they're going to come from then because if you, the referee's saying, no, I don't think it's a penalty, the VAR people are saying after slowing it down about 10 times and it's still not a penalty, but then after it, everybody else says, no, you've got it wrong, <laughs> I, 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 that worries you. And I think we've seen that quite a lot over the last few years since it came in and that's why I keep going back to it. It should have been like goal, goal line technology and nothing else. How, how good is Onana with oh, the ball at his feet? I mean, it, it, yeah. Brilliant. Wonderful uh, defender, isn't he? Cool. You know, he's, <laughs> he could be a central Pink, midfielder. Yeah. Absolutely. Pinged it like Terry yeah. Butcher used to. Mm. No, maybe not quite. <laughs> he, he was phenomenal. He was a great, I'm trying to think. Bobby uh, Murdoch. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake, now you're going back. What a player. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Good yeah. pass, but listen, yep. you talk about yep. this. But they're brought up, but it shows you. Mm-hmm. I went over to watch the Dutch and that trip. I mean, they were all youngsters. We have goalkeeping coaches, right? So the goalkeeping coach will work with you and the two other goalkeepers will work each other doing the same exercise. Over there they didn't. Goalkeeper would watch this guy, the other two goalkeepers would be doing a passing drill. Then he'd come in and do his handling, he would go and do the passing drill. So they've been doing it for a really early age. So that's why they've got that confidence to do it, Paul. And that just shows you they were brought up that way. And then people, you'll, I've no doubt people will question him this year with his handling or his goalkeeping. They'll also say he's a fantastic passer of the ball, but he will make errors that yeah. people think, as a goalkeeper, no, that should have been, he should have caught that. You see him coming in being erratic because he's not the biggest for the opportunity the other night there. But his feet at the ball, there would nobody better. I, I played by a goalkeeper at Rangers, Ronald Waterus, and he was unbelievable with the ball at his feet. Left, right foot, could ping it anywhere. Because I've been doing it for knee height, a grasshopper, as we've yeah. said, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Who <laughs> says that apart from you? <laughs> Vatterus, there's a name I haven't heard for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good shortstopper uh-huh. as well. But yeah. with the ball at his feet, I, I couldn't believe when he came in mm. left or right, he would zing it 40 50 yards right on somebody's um toe. Mm. Yeah, he was he was brilliant with the ball at his feet. But nowadays, that's what it's all about, isn't it? They, they want them to he'd be just like an outfield player. Yeah, absolutely. Where, again, I'm old school, concentrate on keeping the ball yeah. out the net. 
For sure. Dean's been on on the day when Celtic confirmed the signing of the Swedish international defender Gustav Lagerbilka for £3 million on a five-year contract. I see Frank McAvenny had a good line. He said, the fans will love him with Lager in his name. <laughs> They'll love him. I see. Mac has got his own website. I know, apparently he's got 14,000 hits a week or something. Did so you see that? I saw it today. I mean, that's what I had to watch myself. Yeah. <laughs> Just swipe. Le- no. <laughs> Mac, but I know. It might be no turn up my Monday on it. <laughs> One of the best strikers you ever played alongside. Absolutely. You said that. Yeah. All round game. Nice, perfect. Guy. Aye, he's, yeah, he's fantastic. Number I think there's a picture of him and John Harson at a golf day today. I think they're out uh, enjoying themselves. Yeah, Big John was on last yeah. night. Yeah. Craig Moore should have been on, but he's on tomorrow night. So Craig will be here. Stephen McGinn got it absolutely right. And tomorrow night, Andy Walker will be here as well. Peter Grant back from the Middle East. We're watching. To, what's he brought us back? Is there is there a wee present for you? Barry, now that he's back from... Well, I was lucky enough to get kicked back the first day because when I turned up to the dock because he's a big Rangers man, uh-huh. no. I walked in and Kilmarnock just scored. <laughs> right. Oh, did you just arrive at that just point? Just walked yeah. in his door. Okay. So to say the look in his face wasn't he glad to see me. He allowed the grants <laughs> to come in. He just called me a jinx. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so me and Ramey went in with a big smile yeah. on our face. <laughs> a lot's changed since then. Or has it? How are Rangers going to beat PSV over the next couple of weeks? I guess that's the question, Barry. Um, and attitude's got to be part of it, isn't it? To go and believe that they can. Well, there's no use turning up if you don't mm. believe, Paul. No matter who you're coming up against, um, you've got to believe, you've got to have that mindset that you, you can um, overcome your, your opponents. As I said, there's no doubt they're a very good team. Um, they're a step up from Servette. Yeah. It's going to be tough, but they're beatable they're beatable but what Rangers need to be is beyond their game um, first game's at home so they need to make sure they do similar what they've done to Servette and come out of the first leg in the lead and then we'll see what happens in Eindhoven my only concern is the same problems that arose especially first half last night that happened in pre-season was it Olympiacos they played in pre-season yep. was it Olymp- and this, that was the same area of the pitch that width in the area and I don't think you get away with that because these coaches are watching everything, whether it's pre-season games you've played, league ties you've played. They're, they're looking, where's that weak jink? Where's that weakness? And I think that that's happened too often. And yesterday, after the first half, they got out of jail. Second half, I thought yep. they thoroughly deserved it, you know, in the, the second half performance. But you don't get away with that too often. And that's what you have to be very, very careful. And as Barry says, it's a step up. But listen... When you want to play against the best, they're always going to be a step up. If you want to be successful at anything, you're always going to have to play the best. You know, so you have to be willing to say you're going out there and you're wearing your crest with that pride. You've got the drive of the supporters behind you. Barry says PSV, obviously the stadium there is great. But listen, the Ibrox is the same. You know, if you get that rocking, and that's what you've got to try and do. You know, you've got to use everything to your possibility. But the biggest thing is the players have got to believe it. They've got to be on the front foot. Let's go and have a go here to try and win it. You know you can't win it in the first leg, but you can definitely lose it. That's for sure. These are the games as a player you want to play in. Absolute rocking at Ibrox. Um, coming up against PSV and as I says you're going over there and it's uh, intimidating atmosphere but they're the atmospheres you should love you should embrace the atmospheres so I'm sure the Rangers players will but they've got a game at the weekend against Morton that they need to make sure they, they get through into the next round and then it's all focus and all eyes on making sure they get a result against PSV I'm looking forward to it I think it'll be a yeah. cracker 
Will you have the car ready to pick us up straight after the programme, straight to Ibrox <laughs> for the game? What, what, yeah. what day is the game? I've not even checked. Is it Tuesday or Wednesday? Oh, well, Tuesday, I'm sorry, my small not. Is it? I'll tell you for sure in a second. Or two. Oh, I shouldn't have thrown that one I'm sorry, I'm I thought that's why Rangers were playing on uh, the, no. the Saturday. I thought that's yes. why Rangers were playing on Saturday because the game was Tuesday. Right. See, you keep asking me questions. I'm just focused right. on Saturday's game against... Exactly, one game at a time. I was going to say game against It's Tuesday. Yeah, I thought it was because you played on Saturday. played the game on Saturday. See, honestly, that's excitement, that. Exactly. I know. Brilliant games to play on. And remember this time last year, Rangers didn't do so well in the first leg against PSV and it wasn't looking so good and yet they did it uh, in the return leg. Oh, I always said as well when I played in these qualifying games, you do need a bit of luck mm-hmm. as well. You obviously need hard work and a good bit of quality but you always need a wee slice of luck and um, I'm sure Rangers will be hoping for that but listen, you're at home, you've got to take the game to PSV. You've got to respect them, know you're coming up against good guys that can hurt you but also Rangers have got to understand that they've got players that can hurt PSV and you need your keeper to play well Paul of course and yeah. Jack Butland done that last yeah. night you need that big personalities to perform and you need your big players to perform I mean simple things for the goal I'd be disappointed if it was John Suter because yeah, I thought the, the wee bump and you yeah, think go sure. and be aggressive then they're a bit unfortunate because the ball's struck and it comes off their own player and comes back but a wonderful wonderful <laughs> finish you know what I'm saying but there's wee things you'd be disappointed at yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how much you prepare, but they're the things that can be the fine line. That aggressiveness Barry's mm-hmm. talking about, in the right manner, somebody coming into your area, am I going to be first touch on the ball? You know, and that concentration level, because that is the difference, because you don't get against the better players, sure. they punish you. And you need but goals. What, what we found, well, what I found when we were playing, there was duels all over the pitch, mm-hmm. and you had to make sure you won most of the duels. And if you did that, you had a, a right good chance of, he won in the game. And what are you thinking up front, Barry? It's early days for Danilo, Deserves, mm-hmm. Lammers, suppose it. What do you feel Seema played last night? What do you think for the game at home with PSV? What way do I think he'll play? I, I think yeah. he'll go with Danilo through the middle. Yeah. I think Dessers will play at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. But and Danilo. again, like, you ask any centre forward, goals sure. gives them confidence. Yep. And this is an opportunity for Dessers to play in a game like Saturday and maybe hit a double, a hat-trick hopefully. And you know what? Once that happened, next thing the weight comes off the shoulders. But Danilo, I thought, in Saturday against Livingston, when he moved through the middle, I thought he looked more lively. He looked to play in the shoulder and obviously he got the goal. Great bit of movement in between the two defenders and a good uh, finish with his head. Quick break, we're into the final moments after this. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 Let's go! This weekend, it's only weekend three of the season, but it switches to the League Cup, the Via Play Cup, and it's going to be the second round. On Friday night, Stirling Albion against Aberdeen. We'll go through all the games. St Mirren Motherwell on Saturday at three. Airdrie against Ross County. Hearts against Partick Thistle. That's on Sunday at two. Also on Saturday, 12.30, Rangers against Morton. Livy against Ayr. And then Sunday, Hibs against Wraith Rovers. And Kilmarnock against Celtic Sunday at three. Barry, we did say the other night, it's a bit strange, isn't it, to get the League Cup so early. But if you're going to win silver, well... Silverware from Rangers' point of view, it's a it's a good draw, isn't it? The home game yeah, against listen, Morton. Yeah, if you're drawn in the cup, 
first and foremost you want a home draw and that's what Rangers have got and they've obviously got Morton who are a championship team but Dougie's, Dougie Henry's done yeah. a, a really good job there but Rangers have got to be too strong for, for Morton even if they make a number of changes Paul I fully expect Rangers to be, be in the draw for the next round What do you think in Stirling Albion against Aberdeen on Friday night? Well Stirling yeah. Albion have had an unbelievable right. start yeah. I mean, obviously promoted into League One um, another brilliant result of the weekend it's, that's a local derby Stirling against Alloa so um, good 1-0 win there mm. but if I'm being honest with you I think watching Barry Robson's Aberdeen team in, in Sunday I think I think they'll be far too strong they'll not be making many changes Paul and I think if Barry Robson adds two or three players to that squad um, I think they could be favourites for for the third place in the league which you both think they will get yep. would you think is there a banana skin there on Friday night Peter? No no. no. I, I really like Sterling I've seen him a lot I go and watch him quite a bit mm-hmm. uh, Big Ross McGee he's a good friend of Raymond along with some of the other boys there um, it's his testimonial year this year oh, and they've, they've done exceptionally yeah. well Big George McGee's boy yep. actually when I play against yeah. George yeah. so but it's, it's a great draw for them but listen if I'm Aberdeen and that, I'm having the right go to try and win it <laughs> yeah. There's absolutely no doubt. That's the one. You want to get in there in this competition, making five, six games to win the trophy. God almighty. You know, and as I say, foot, cup ties, anybody can win them on a particular yeah. day. You can play well and still get beat. You know, it's just with a bit of fortune or whatever. So, listen, I'd be having a right going. I spoke about it last year. Is it November time, Barry? The cup final is. You know, you think to yourself, what a fantastic way to get into a cup final come November time. I mean, St Johnson yeah. proved that they won two trophies in the one season not long ago so it's possible and for me there is nothing better okay people talk about me third and whatever but if you go and win a trophy your name goes down in history with a club like Aberdeen or whatever and Barry's got a team more is capable of because I'm sure he'll get into every game determined for them to win yeah, he'll get down there full strength absolutely yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. we'll come back to them in a moment or two because obviously Hibs have got a game on Thursday so to Hearts Hearts are home to Rosenberg Barry do you see them overturning the 2-1 deficit well that goal over there was so important um, to get that, that goal back I think at Tink Castle I think Hearts will do it I do I think they'll do it tomorrow night I'm not so sure I think Hibs I think Hibs will get through but I think that's just on the back of them getting the goal the two the, goal the, cushion, the, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought it was a real tough one for them to go there and I still think it'll be really tough for them I think it could be a sneak through there Hearts Have they got had, the mentality for it? And the well, manager that's what I'm saying, it, you know. Well, yeah. uh, he's got to be careful because one week they're brilliant, the next week they've not got the mentality. He said they're weak, didn't uh, they? But that's what I'm saying. Listen, that's a terrible thing to throw out. I, I definitely, I mean, you're, you're, at, you're questioning it, but listen, I've been in dressing rooms when you felt that and you're, you're giving everything you possibly can, but it's bad enough everybody else questioning you if the manager's thinking that because then you're thinking, well, he's telling next week they were so strong and they were so competitive, they were this and that. You don't gain that in a week. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think he's got to be very, very careful with some of the things he says about the players. And you maybe feel that, mm-hmm. but there's definitely, ways you've got, yeah, there's definitely ways you've got to go around about so it. So what's your prediction on Hearts then at home? I think it'll be. I think it could end up being a draw at home. Right. I think. I think that's the only yeah. thing. But the only good thing is, Alexis Shanklin always thinks capably getting a goal. You know, and that like that always gives you that wee bit of breathing space when you've got a goal scorer. What's the word about him? I hear the Middle East are interested in him, and uh, obviously Championship clubs in England. Would it be three million to move him? That's what I was reading. And well, going surely they don't want to lose him. Well, Alexis going to Saudi Arabia. I think that's nothing. That's yeah, a drop sure. in the ocean for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. 
it's no a problem if they came hunting. I think there's no wee hearts could hold on to them anyway because the finances are incredible actually, not just for the club but for Lawrence as well. So be a shame wouldn't it? For, yeah, if you're a hearts of course, fan, of course yeah. it would be. But listen, yeah. it's impossible for these guys to knock that back nowadays. That the money's it's getting offered. Barry, but well, he's their captain. Yeah. He's the talisman. Yeah. He's the the main goal scorer. Um, I think it would hurt hearts of Shankland left, but if an offer comes in from Saudi and it's an offer Hearts can't refuse then I guess they would they would need to they consider need to, taking yeah. it but he is a big player mm. for Hearts there's no doubt about that and he's 27 thereabouts isn't he you know he's still a young man but yeah, he's, a big, he's been away yeah. well he's, he was over in Belgium mm-hmm. never had the best of years he's come back and um, I mean his goal scoring exploits last year were brilliant for, yeah. for Hearts it's um, the timing off it for likes of Hearts mm-hmm. yeah it's getting a replacement for some of that and listen they're not easy to find strikers yeah, who score well, goals you know what I mean they're not easy to find and he definitely puts the ball in the back of the net but as Barry says there about Saudi Arabia coming it's impossible what about Hibs Barry then what do you think's going to happen I think they'll go through Good. Yeah. I think they'll go through Martin Boyle if he's playing maybe he, he's you know. massive yeah. but well, the defence I, 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 yeah. I don't like saying there's one guy that ah. makes, makes a team but I've, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it he does mm-hmm. he's a difference Martin Boyle okay. yeah. he, he is if they don't have him in the team where he was on the bench at the weekend they struggle Peter Hibbs yeah I think it's going to be a tough one I could go mm. all the way that one but I, I just fancy them to sneak through I must admit I just think they've, the way the results have went for them when they've least expected them they've, they've ended up getting a performance but it is a worry as Barry spoke about earlier on their, their league forum you know Losing the two games, that just never... Bite. And then the manager coming out and saying th- certain things. That, that's fine. But as I said, there's a time and a place for it. But I don't think they're, they're the words that I would like as a player sitting there. You know, and I've got to think of myself, OK, the manager can have me a very hard time and say you're not playing well or whatever. But to question my mentality, mm, I wouldn't be happy at that. Matt O'Reilly is happy with life at the moment under Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, it's been good. If there's something that I need to work on or needs to be addressed, then he'll pick me up on it and we'll go through it, especially on the training pitch. Like the other day, he pulled me in. Just went through some little bits, nothing crazy, but some little details just to help me, nothing too much, because obviously we don't want to overload everyone's heads with, with info. But yeah, no, I think he's good with, with most players in terms of just dealing with them from a, a personal perspective. I think naturally that's going to help... Um, on the pitch as well just because you probably feel slightly better yeah. and he was asked about the Kilmarnock game in the cup this coming Sunday I think it's a tough it's definitely a tough draw um, respectfully I think if, it, if the game's at home it's probably easier than playing away because it's a tough place to go we know that from past experiences um, and other teams also finding it hard there but at the same time I think we've got enough to, to win the game of course but um, it's going to be one we're going to have to be more than ready for Peter what do you reckon your old club well I was at the last game they played down there and they were brilliant they were absolutely brilliant. They blew them away. Oh, didn't blew they? them away. You know, I know I Kilmarnock made a couple of errors early, but Celtic were phenomenal. They, they moved it, and people talk about, and that's what I'm talking about mentality, Paul. People talk about the pitch, they're this, they're that. They just go there and played, and just won the game and steamrolled them. You know, and they'll have to put a performance in like that again. You know, they, they, you, listen, you always have to. And I, I said that when I picked the teams and Kilmarnock to come fourth yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. I think Derek's teams got stronger. You know, I think they've got stronger, and if they keep everybody available again in their squad, they'll have a better season, a stronger season, and people not fancy going there, but I still fancy Celtic to go there because of the quality they have. I just think that will shine through, even though it'll be a very, very tough game. What's your scoreline? 
We'll go 2 0 Celtic. 2 0. Barry, you'll be back on Friday and you'll give us uh, your thoughts on that game then. What about Matt Riley? I know he's he's quite he's been asked quite a lot about life. I don't think he's in any kind of shape of a go there at Ange Postacoglu, but he definitely is enjoying life under the new coach. Yeah, but he's got to remember Postacoglu gave him the opportunity to come up to, to Celtic and um, listen, he was a big part of his, his career. Uh, no doubt about it but like, everybody knows Brendan Rodgers I think if you you listen to players who have played under Brendan Rodgers the one thing is um, he, he is a top coach and I'm, I'm sure Matt O'Reilly will be desperate to learn off him he's, yeah, he's been saying how he has settled in Glasgow uh, no question about that I've always been settled in Glasgow uh, I think it's probably more of a more of just a, a mindful kind of thing when I'm on the pitch if you know if you're thinking if your head's somewhere else or is thinking too much, then naturally you won't be as focused on the game and what you need to do in that given moment. So, Are you uh, into that, Peter? I know we touched on it earlier on. You've had a few moments to think about it. Does that help you, though? There's so much noise. I heard both of you saying, stay off social media and just enjoy your moments in football. Absolutely. And listen, it's difficult because they're human beings. They've got families, girlfriends, wives, children, whatever, you know, and people don't understand at times, you know, that your child could be up during the night and whatever we got all the experiences we played so we, we understand that and that's why I'm a wee bit more in favour of the players and they're going through tough times and understanding it because we've all been there but for the likes of Matt uh, I don't think he's having a go at Ange in any shape or form but Ange and Brendan are completely different in the respect of that Ange, Ange has never had the fact that he's not going to be your best pal and the reason is because he's got to make big decisions at times he will help you and there's absolutely no doubt that team were phenomenal and everybody runs through a brick wall for them so that tells you enough about that Brendan's maybe a different type of character who will talk to the players and maybe information a little bit when you're on the pitch and people always feel good when there's somebody talking to you but there's different ways to skin a cat you know Andrew was brilliant for him and I'm sure Brendan will be brilliant for him and Matt, Matt's an intelligent kid he's no dummy and he knows what Andrew's done for him and put him on that pedestal and listen whatever he said to him or didn't say to him last year what what for the two years he's been here because he's been phenomenal Jimmy has been on the socials at Go Football Show saying Barry, Peter I really enjoyed your analysis of the Rangers uh, game last night the draw the fact that they're through and your thoughts about next week have you enjoyed it tonight Barry because you were nervous obviously when they scored when yeah, I was scored nervous. So I was nervous yeah. at half time coming in here for tonight's show <laughs> But once the final whistle went, I was doing cartwheels. <laughs> I thought it was analysis of the pies and beans. Uh, yeah. Who was your man of the match last night? Um, I, I would probably say there was four players mm -hmm. who were really... Jack Butland, obviously, because of the, the, the importance of the saves. Um, I thought Barisic was really good last night. I did. I thought in the second half. I liked Raskin um, as well. He... he come on in a game certainly in the second half um, so look, overall it's a team game they, they they were under a wee bit of AP at half time so you've got to give them credit for that coming out and and uh, giving a, a good account of themselves in the, the final 45 minutes and making sure the most important thing is they're into a big tie against PSV and there's a, a couple of, or a few million pounds should I say coming back into the club Maybe watch some old videos, Barry, for the players to watch it before. Because it can <laughs> you be. You shouldn't fortress. get motivated. Yeah. I, I, listen, it's great watching videos and old yeah. things and putting things up in the wall or whatever. But I never needed much motivation to pull on the Rangers strip. Peter, are you with the Celtic strip? No interest. 
the rest of it. Everything yeah. was jargon for me. Right. You know, I was never great at any of that. I love the way people talk, different coaches talk, I'm no problem with that whatsoever. And yeah. the hairs on the back of your neck stand up at times with certain things. But if I needed that to get me to pull on the jersey, phew, I'd as well chucking it. Peter, thanks so much for you joining us again next week. A pleasure for my Peter, well, you're here. Unless you're going off. Is there anything in the Middle East? No, yeah, I've been yeah. banned for there now. All right, that's you. <laughs> the dog will be tuned in. In fact, David is listening in Mallorca. David Nan tuned in. People all over the world tuned into the show. Barry, thanks so much. You'll be back here with Charlie McGrew on Friday. Look forward to that at five in tomorrow night. Andy Walker and Craig Moore at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 5788. Let's go! Crofty and Grado hear the stories behind some of Glasgow's best loved restaurants. The sailing boys are in the green room, and if the Rangers boys are in it's the blue room. So <laughs> Crofty samples the vegan options. Do you know what I love about a satty? It's got a bit of heat to it that I don't normally get. And Grado samples everything else. I think this might be the best South Indian culture. I'm oh, telling you, I've done seriously. Before the ultimate test, the Dougie Bat. I've done with both of them and share them if they were both there. Because they're both very good. Episode 6 at Mr. Sings is available now. Search for Raid the Plate wherever you get your podcast with Glasgow Taxis. Trusted by the people of Glasgow for over 59 years. <laughs>